Happy Monday, everybody, and welcome back to Brown Bag Bets, powered by Betsperts. We are your daily dose of quick hit handicapping and sports betting picks. I'm Alex Christensen, and joining me as always, Mr. Andy Molitor. And among a weekend of great sports, the NFL was awesome. There were some great NBA games. The event that stood out was the one I think we were the most excited for. Where were you for the best World Cup final ever? Just in I say my, that not actually having looked. I just assume it was. It has. To it be. was. <clears throat> there's people that make a case for other tournaments, but anyone who made a case for other tournaments is old, and I don't remember those tournaments. So no, this was not only the best final, but probably the best tournament I've ever watched. I was, I was obviously enamored with it the whole time, betting all of it, and yeah, the the ref. You know what? The refs did a good job. I thought the refs had the match under control. I thought, uh, you know. I was a little miffed at France because my team, my bet, my final bet of the tournament, besides Dan's awesome prop on the penalty that we all took, was both teams to score. And the fact that that almost didn't, like, it didn't look like it was coming through. It really looked like France was just going to go quietly into that night, as uh, as we've heard Rodney Dangerfield recite before. But no, it, was, it turned out to be wicked awesome. The refs were good. The teams were great. The celebrations were awesome. The award ceremony got goofy, which is always fun. And yeah, I'm. It was a little bit of a letdown. And to to be fair to the NFL, the noon games, one p.m. games, what have you, ten a.m. games if you're a West Coaster, those were pretty good. There was actually some decent games. There were some fun comebacks in the NFL. Uh, it's crazy. I like the. There was a team that came back from 17 nothing down there was a team that came down from 27 10 down and they just are pale in comparison to the vikings game saturday obviously it's like hey this is like this is probably the third best comeback of the weekend as you were down by three scores and outscored the i think the bucks got outscored 34 nothing at uh in one, yep. in one spot after they were down 17 nothing. a lot of overtime games um i know nobody wants to hear about my fantasy team but I kept getting fantasy players into overtime and then nothing would come of it. <clears throat> like I had the Kansas city kicker and my opponent had nobody in that game. So I'm like, Oh, maybe we'll get, we get two field goals. No, nope, nothing. Obviously don't even kick the extra point. I had Dak Prescott. Oh, overtime. I think it was run, 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 run interception. I don't think he got a point in overtime either. Very, very annoying, but the overtime well, negative too. points. Yeah, they were. Uh, we don't take away points in our league. We're a we're a, we're a positive league. I don't. They voted that out like ten years ago, and you, yeah, you cannot start someone and get negative points. It just enough majority always rules in that league, and that was voted out. I think I we don't that. we don't change rules that often. Like it took a lot of doing to get PPR instilled like five years ago. So. No, it's a, it was it was a fun NFL, obviously a great World Cup. I was happy to get a couple futures home. Uh, my Kareem Benzema ticket was returned to me since he didn't play. That was awful nice of them. Obviously, Germany didn't get there, but Messi golden ball was great. And then, uh, I don't know, just uh, now it's, I guess we have seven months until we do another one for the ladies. Women's World Cup coming right back up. The USA, are they still dominant? Uh, can the three lions make some noise now that they have to play teams that don't just come from Europe? We'll see. We'll find out next summer. League soccer's back soon, but tonight we'll dive into our favorite sports, the NFL, the NFL, the NFL, and not the matchup that 
maybe they had pictured when the schedule makers put this together as you have the what two-time reigning MVP versus the Super Bowl defending Super Bowl champions and what do they have like nine <clears throat> I think they have like nine wins between them here that said neither team is technically mathematically eliminated from the playoffs I think the Rams uh, will be if they lose is obviously the odds are how do the good Rams or, still in it I, I I don't know maybe and maybe I misspoke maybe they weren't I no, looked at the playoff. I looked at the playoff picture yesterday, and I thought maybe they weren't just because some other games hadn't happened yet. But I technically, I think they're they're still in the Cardinals. Yeah. The Cardinals were the only team that was eliminated this weekend. The Rams would be, you know, four and ten with a loss. I would put them out. The Packers have like an eight percent chance to find that seven seed. Obviously, somebody had to lose last night, but the Commanders do have the benefit of having a tie which kind of helps them in, in managing to hold on to that seventh seed, even though they did lose last night. Uh, they would have to, Packers would have to leapfrog not only the Commanders, but the Seahawks and Lions are in front of them as well. So tough row to hoe. Drew is kind of in love with the Packers, wants them to make the playoffs because he can get some massive numbers on. <laughs> I mean, it's an all-time quarterback getting into a playoff where, your two seed is likely Minnesota, who I don't believe is a good matchup for Green Bay. I think they lose that game, but it's still Minnesota who is proven to not be that good of a team. And then you'd you'd have, I guess, anything can happen any given Sunday kind of stuff. So Drew bet the Green Bay Packers minus seven. He took them to win the NFC. I wasn't in love with either of those. So I'm not I might do a prize fix on this later. Just because I won my last prize picks, I forgot I I won like nine hundred dollars a couple on Thanksgiving, and I just keep forgetting to play that back. So you don't have to play it back. I guess you could take the money out and just spend it on Christmas, but that's, that's not the that's not the spirit of the show. So uh, we'll look to stay hot, hot, hot. Michael Scott playing the steel drums, hot, hot, hot in first touchdown score here. A six-pack today, it's, again, one of those tough games where you have a big favorite. Uh, the numbers on some of these Packers players just make me roll my eyes. I mean, I expect the running backs to be four or five to one where they are. But to have four wide receivers, Alan Lazard, Romeo Dudes, um, Randall Cobb, and Christian Watson are all 14 to one or less pretty much everywhere you look. So um, a lot of equity sucked up by those Packers. Still a couple names I do like on Green Bay, as well as a handful of names I like on the Rams. Uh, again, I think that having these prices set up to the underdog is, you know, two, three times what the favorite is. is kind of silly, again, given the way some of these game scripts go. So um, we'll start with Tyler Higby here. The Packers have been bad against tight ends all year. No matter what quarterback has played for the Rams, they seem to throw to Higby. He is the team leader in red zone targets for the season. He's sneaking up to the top of the board in total targets here. Uh, 20 to one or better looks really good. Had him in the mid to low teens. Um, ben Skoranek? Skoranek. Skoranek. Yeah, sure. Whatever. Ben, um, 22 to 1. And uh, Chaterius Tutu Atwell, if you will. The name is either Chaterius or Tutu, depending on where you look. I didn't look at the sheet. Did you put that in or did Dan? I put that in. Did, did you type in Chaterius Tutu Atwell? Okay. I I will say I've seen a bunch of people on Tutu Atwell overs and, and some prop bets on him. So that one is definitely piquing my interest. Mostly because it's been incepted into my brain for the last 24 hours. 
And again, you know, it's tough to look at just a one game sample size, but these are the two top receivers for the Rams who have no receivers really left for the year. Cup's done. Allen Robinson's done. So it's these guys and Van Jefferson, two really nice numbers here. Was able to get both at better than 20 to one again, 20 or higher um, would be happy to play either one. I think Atwell is the more talented player, but um, you know, um, Ben got just a ton of targets last week, eight, I think almost nine, um, caught pretty much all of them. So has Baker's eye and Baker's trust really like that. Um, both wide receivers there. We'll play both quarterbacks, obviously, and you know, anything at 35, 40 to one for Aaron Rodgers or Baker Mayfield. Happy to, to run those numbers back. Rodgers hasn't run as much this season, uh, but Baker continues to have opportunities to run them in and happy to play both of these numbers. And then Mercedes Lewis, um, the Rams are pretty bad against tight ends and Robert Tanyan is pretty high up here on the list at 11 to one. Um, but he's on the field pretty much the same about a time Mercedes Lewis is. If you look the last couple of weeks, the targets for both are fairly low, but I really struggle to see why Tanyan is seven times lower in odds than Mercedes Lewis is. Now the 70 is at one spot. There's 50, there's 60 out there. Um, Lewis has, I believe as many red zone targets as Tanyan does already for the year. Again, his playing time has been picking up for whatever reason, uh, he seems to be the guy at tight end as much as anyone can be for this Packers team. And again, they've got those wide receivers out there. They soak up most of the targets, as does the running backs. But love this number on Mercedes Lewis. Would be happy to play this at anything 50 to one or better. So a couple tight ends, a couple quarterbacks and a couple wide receivers. Dan asks um, first touchdown for A.J. Dillon and two plus. He just hasn't gotten the ball very much. And I'd rather just do Aaron Jones. My guess is you'll get probably the same number on that, maybe something close to that. So uh, give me Aaron Jones instead of AJ Dillon for doing that. Yeah, body body. Brett, no, Brett, I'm not breaking down exhibition tennis. Just can't do it. Can't bring myself to do it. Yeah, it's going to be what? Yeah, for sure. He's a he's a full on degen all the way down the board. Are we? Are we to the point where we're a week away though from real tennis again? Or is it two weeks? I think it's two weeks. I feel I feel like the, the, the Australian shit starts before the new year. I feel like there's always one tournament that's starting like December 24th or 5th, 6th, somewhere in there. There's something um, called yeah, the United Cup. I don't know what the hell that is. That's not a thing. That that's sounds true. Right. Sean is asking, is he still the only first rounder Rodgers has ever thrown a touchdown to? Yeah, wow. that might still be. That's might. They fascinating just, well, they question. They just don't draft people high. They don't draft you receivers. Pick six to a first round defensive player. I'm sure that's happened. I'm sure that <laughs> I'm going to double check that. That's a fun stat anomaly. Um, speaking of throwing, we're going to throw the ball through a hoop in some basketball today, and I have a couple bets I've made already. First off the bat, it says Uno. Um, which is the card game that's a lot of fun, but also stands for the University of Nebraska Omaha. Oh, so which it's not is like a really, plus two and a half over old maid. No, this is a fun safety for school for people who are too stupid to get into South Dakota State or Augustana. And that's actually tough because I think it takes about a 19 on your ACTs to get into South Dakota State. I should know. Uh, these are a couple of not seller dwellers, but this is this is kind of the dregs of the Summit League. Denver has had a a fun offense. They've been efficient. You look, it's like, hey, they have a really good efficient uh, field goal efficiency, but they have played a horseshit garbage schedule. I mean, they've played like 
five teams, I think, that are in the bottom 25. They've played IUPUI, which is legitimately the worst team ever to set foot on a, a basketball court. They've played New Orleans, who's also like a bottom 15, bottom 10 team. Houston Christians down there. They've only played one decent team, and it's funny. It, it's feast or famine because they played UCLA, who is very, very good. And obviously they lost by about 20 on the uh, on the road there. But this is this is just another team kind of in that same wheelhouse. And I don't think Denver is that much better, if better at all, than UNO. And UNO is, you know, it's, it's a home game. I think this is a close game. I think UNO has a decent chance to win this. And they've been a they're, – they're my favorite kind of underdog too because they make their bunnies. They're one of the best free throw shooting teams in the league. There's That's not a lot cool. of positives. Uh, most of this is a Denver fade. There's not a lot of positives to say about UNO but they do make 77% of their free throws as a team, which is pretty good as far as team stats go for the amateur game. And then the other one is the Coastal Carolina. Um, I believe this is their mascot is the same first name as uh, Tutu Atwell, the Chanticleers. It was close, right? I feel Not like far it was off. pretty close. Not far off, but the, yeah, the, the Chanticleers. The chance, our chance. This has been a fun football team. Uh, of the fun belt variety, this is uh, another home game. They will take on the College of Charleston, who is kind of everyone's mid-major darling right now, like rank Charleston and, oh, at-large Charleston. And, yeah, that's fun and all, and they're good, but I don't know that they're nine points better on the road than Coastal Carolina. Coastal Carolina is one of the better offensive rebounding teams in the in the country, and they've actually played a couple of half decent teams. They, you know, they get the shit kicked out of them by Missouri, but it's not been all horrible teams. They did start the season with a couple of those where you play a Division three school and what they win, 110 to 47. That's a good way to boost stats, but I've split it out a little. And, you know, they, they played South Dakota pretty tough. They got a nice win there on the road. They beat Winthrop. These are not teams that are nearly as good as Charleston, but I think they can keep it close today. So Coastal Carolina plus nine, UNO plus two and a half. That's it. Not a big slate because it's Monday. Makes perfect sense. And again, it's just who you are. You just like betting on bad teams. Yeah, I do. It's it's a it's a fetish is the wrong word. It's an addiction. I don't know, man. You've been betting on some bad teams. And Wait, I the magic I've followed, aren't bad. No, they're actually very, very good. Probably <laughs> the best team in the league. But I kind of been following your uh train of uh what's what's it called when you write um stream of consciousness? In the yeah. NBA chat this morning over both these totals. A little mm -hmm. bit of angst. A little bit of angst around your bets today, Alex. Tell me. So, let's, it's, let's talk about it. To start off tonight, there's nine games, and they're pretty much all a mess. There is injuries top to bottom on this chart. You got a lot of lineups that haven't played together a lot. Um, it's just really hard to pick apart what some of these games are going to look like. And, you know, you combine that, Andy, with I know sometimes you look at your model and you have a big edge. And that may not be the best feeling in the world because it usually means you missed something. That usually means there's something you can't quantify. So both of these totals um, had a, a pretty big edge in my numbers um, against what I see in the market. But the market moving against me on both this morning a little bit here. So we'll start with my Raptors playing the Philadelphia – I'm sorry, my Sixers playing the, the Toronto Raptors. Got that all backwards. See, this is how nervous I am. You're right. I'm just – I have no confidence on this. But – 
the total here in the market 220 it was down to 219 and a half a little bit already today um seems like it's kind of settled to 220 but again maybe it, it falls down to 219 and i'm struggling to see the reasons for this total to be so low when i first ran my numbers here i had this in the high 220s um this total opened at 223 last night and thankfully i didn't look because i probably would have bet over 223 and instead was able to get 220 early this morning so Again, always a little nervous when the market moves against you, but struggling to figure out, again, why in this game. James Harden has settled in nicely. The Sixers are making a lot of three-pointers, scoring a lot of points. The Raptors without OG Ananobi have really struggled defensively. You know, They're not putting up a ton of points here, but um, have a couple players that should be able to put up some points against the Sixers. I guess you know the only reason I could look maybe towards an under here is these Atlantic Division games specifically have been really rough. Um, these teams... Lockdown defensively. Sixers Raptors totals historically have gone under. So uh, maybe I'm not looking enough into that, but it's not really something I, I think about. These teams change so much year to year. But again, have this in the high 220s. So happy to take 220 despite what the market is doing, pushing this thing down. And then Magic Hawks under 231. Um, this one I had in the low 220s when I, I opened up my numbers this morning. And this one has started to come down a little bit. So um, maybe we'll finally get some support here. Um, was able, I think, to get pretty close to the top of the number at under 231. But as I start to look at this um, matchup here, the Hawks continue to miss some of their better players. No Clint Capella tonight. And that Hawks offense has just been stagnant at best without Clint Capella on the floor. No DeWante Murray. Again, two of the guys that drive a lot of points for them. And unders have been good for the Atlanta team. They seem to do better defensively at home for whatever reason. Um, again, a lot of things in the Atlanta side. Look at Orlando. They're coming in here on a back-to-back, -back, a big win as a big underdog yesterday as well as Friday night over the Boston Celtics. Should be a little bit of a down spot tonight. I wonder if there's even a chance maybe they rest some of these guys um, given some of the injuries they've had to their guard position. So, again, like you said, to kind of start here, two totals that um, had pretty big edges in my numbers, but the market's moving against me a little bit. But I've got to kind of trust my numbers here and trust my eye. And, again, should be, a, I think, a comfortable over here for Raptors Sixers and I think a comfortable under for Magic Hawks. But we'll see. Anything's possible. Yeah, and it, it looks like Brett is saying the United Cup is the new Hopman Cup, which means we're not betting it because fuck the Hopman Cup. That's not that's – not, it's not, I, I don't watch it. I, I would like there to be a I, good country I, I cup say, or country competition for tennis. I like watching some of these exhibition matches, but it's really hard to get me to convince myself to bet on any of that sort of stuff. So, but speaking of, you'll probably bet anyway. Yeah, speaking of something that's practically an exhibition, uh, 1.30 Central Time, we have the Myrtle Beach Bowl, which I'm not going to look up where it's located. You guys will have to figure that out yourself. And it is, it might be a bit of an ugly one. Yeah, Myrtle Beach. It's bike week, baby. But yeah, UConn, maybe not a name you're used to seeing in bowl season. More of a basketball slash women's basketball squad. But UConn did become bowl eligible. Really nice job by the youngest Mora to get them to six wins. They're still probably not a very good team. It's still a team from uh, God. I can't even think of the conference now. It's actually I, I just almost said the Big East, which is definitely American? not a football. The, the American sounds right. It's, uh, I'm going to go with that. But regardless, Marshall's defense is really good. It's one of the best group of five defenses there is. That's why we have a 12-point favorite with a total of 41. They're expected to absolutely stymie this UConn offense. And Marshall is 
they are an independent. Oh, that was uh, not what I was going to... Well, I guess I was wrong. No matter how much I kept guessing, I would have been wrong. They're independent, like Beyonce says in that song from Charlie's Angels. Either way, low total, big favorite. I kind of want to bet a little bit of the under here because it's going to be, you know, it's supposed to just be Marshall can run the ball. Marshall can play elite defense. So it's going to be ball control, long Marshall drives. Uh, basically just need Marshall to not, not to score with every red zone possession. I think we can coast to a nice like 28, seven win here. So a little bit of under for me, not a big bet. Not even, not even Marshall under teaser. On the screen. Yeah. Marshall under teasers. God, don't tease college football, but man, if you really need to make a bet on uh on a Monday afternoon, we do have the, cause I don't believe outside of like KHL right now, there's not a lot going on. I don't think we have any early basketball games. Um, no, I mean, all the early games are not games that you can bet on. Like Bowling Green's playing Fairmont State right now. They're not going to put lines up when you're playing Fairmont State. Or Gardner-Webb is taking on something called Bob Jones University, which is, I don't know if that's like a training facility for a, a Midwestern restaurant chain, but Bob Jones University kind of hanging tough. I'll give him a little credit there. So not great. Like, I don't know. Something like the name Bob Jones. Maybe it's Alex Jones that I'm thinking of. Anyway. Yeah, Alex is a... What's like a diner? Sure. Bob Jones Diner? That that's what I'm thinking of. It's like Bob Evans. That's what's in my head. Bob Evans is that a thing? Regardless, that's why it's brown bag bets. Folk, we're hungry for lunch. Let's yeah, let's digress. I have a meeting to pick up here. I'm gonna go watch some KHL hockey, work on some stuff, get ready to watch some football tonight. For me, for Alex, for producer Dan, for everybody, please hit the thumbs up in the YouTube. Subscribe if you're not already. I'd love that. That's all I want for Christmas, guys. We'll catch you tomorrow.